Welcome to Defiant Health Radio, a place where you can count on hearing about the truth in health, uncolored by interests of big pharma, the generally misplaced motivations of healthcare and doctors, just ideas and strategies that work safely, effectively, and inexpensively. I'm your host, Dr. William Davis, cardiologist and author of the Wheat Belly and Undoctored books, and now my newest book, Super Gut, a book that gives you a blueprint on rebuilding a healthy microbiome to take back control over weight, health, and aging. Now available at all major bookstores. In this episode of Defiant Health, I talk about what I call Saccharomyces boulardii sparkling cider, a delicious way to get more of a very important probiotic into your microbiome, one that plays a sort of traffic cop role in that it helps maintain order and even help cultivate healthy bacterial species. The process to make this sparkling probiotic cider is virtually foolproof and requires no special equipment, and it's tasty and inexpensive. While the recipe I provide is not in my new Super Gut book, it gives you a good idea of the kinds of strategies we follow in Super Gut concepts. Later in the podcast, let's talk about Defiant Health's sponsor, Paleo Valley. They're fermented grass-fed beef sticks, bone broth protein, rich in collagen, Organic Super Greens and Low Carb Super Food Bars have among the cleanest ingredient lists in the industry. And of course, they're delicious. If you've been following my conversations here in the Defiant Health Podcast or in my blog, formerly Wheat Belly Blog, now the DrDavisInfiniteHealth.com blog, DrDavisInfiniteHealth.com blog, well, you already know that our internal microbiomes, that is the collection of microbes in our GI tracts, is a disaster. Just look at what we've done to the external environment as a society. We've acidified the oceans, we're melting the polar ice caps, we're dissolving the coral reefs, we're experiencing record-setting droughts, wildfires, hurricanes. Just in your own neighborhood, when's the last time you saw grasshoppers or fireflies or earthworms? When I was a kid and I'd walk to school, I'd be bombarded by grasshoppers every time I walked through a field. I haven't seen a grasshopper in about 30 or 40 years now. When we were kids, we'd run outside in the backyard and there'd be fireflies everywhere. Nowadays, I see just a couple during an entire summer. Likewise, after a rain, we'd see earthworms covering the ground and the street, the asphalt. Now you don't see that anymore. We have decimated the external environment, both in our own neighborhoods as well as worldwide. Well, the same kind of extreme change in the environment also occurs parallel in your internal ecosystem. That is the microbes that are meant to dwell in your GI tract. But of course, there's no hurricanes, tornadoes, or wildfires, right? We instead have two major changes in the internal ecosystem. One, we've lost important species. That is, species that did important things for our health. And then two, in their place, in the place of the lost microbes, unhealthy microbial species, primarily stool species, have proliferated. And in many cases, I think in more than one in three Americans, more than 100 million Americans, these unhealthy species have ascended up into the small bowel, 24 feet of small bowel. And of course, we call that small intestinal bacterial overgrowth or SIBO. And along with SIBO, there's small intestinal fungal overgrowth as well as fungal dysbiosis in the colon. There's methanogen overgrowth, all adding up to dramatic disruption of our internal ecosystem, our internal microbiome. If you've been following along or even better, reading my super gut book, you know that 
rebuilding a microbiome is a lot like planting a springtime garden in your backyard. So let's say you want to plant a 10 by 10 garden in your backyard starting in May or June. Well, how do you do that? Well, you start by clearing the soil of debris, rocks, twigs. Then you plant seeds, right? And then over the growing season, you water and fertilize your garden. At the end of the growing season, you have a great bounty of tomatoes, cucumbers, and zucchini or whatever, right? Well, the microbiome, the intestinal microbiome is much the same. You're going to prepare the soil. Well, how do you do that? Well, you remove things that disrupt it, like chlorinated drinking water, herbicide and pesticide residues in food. You choose organic whenever you can. Minimize your exposure to antibiotics. Avoid GMOs because they have glyphosate and BT toxin. Glyphosate is a potent herbicide, but it's also an antibiotic. We clean up our diet and avoid foods that process foods with long lists of ingredients because it could include emulsifying agents like polysorbate A or carboxymethylcellulose. We avoid synthetic sweeteners like aspartame. We try to get off medications, prescription medications, because many of them change the microbiome dramatically, including statin drugs, anti-inflammatory drugs like ibuprofen and naproxen, antidepressants, stomach acid blocking drugs, and probably a long list of others. Once you've prepared the soil, you plant the seeds. Now, the best form of seeds for your microbiome are fermented foods, not probiotics. Probiotics are a distant second. So you want to include fermented foods in every meal, something like kefir, kombuchas, yogurts, not store-bought yogurt, homemade yogurt by using the methods that we follow with extended fermentation to increase the bacterial counts, starting with more interesting microbes than the stuff you buy in the store. Fermented sauerkraut, veggies you ferment on your counter, these should be a staple in every meal. Now, commercial probiotics can play a role, but they're a secondary role. That's because most current commercial probiotics are haphazardly created and don't really achieve all that much. They do play a modest role. They provide such effects as increasing intestinal mucus, increasing the intestinal immune response, suppressing pathogen, a proliferation. They could be a lot better. So that's another conversation for another day. But right now, Current commercial probiotics are of limited usefulness, but those are the seeds. What's the water and fertilizer? Well, these are things that microbes need for nutrition. These are mostly prebiotic fibers, polysaccharides, and polyphenols. These are the components of plant products like legumes, chicory, onions, garlic, shallots, root vegetables, dandelion greens, leeks. You'll find full lists in uh, my blog as well as uh, my books, especially the Super Gut book. And you want to include a prebiotic fiber in every meal also. This sounds like a lot of work. It's not. Once you become accustomed to what these things mean and have these foods stocked in your cupboard and refrigerator. But today, in this Defiant Health podcast episode, I want to talk to you about Saccharomyces boulardii. This is a fungus. It's a cousin of the fungal species Saccharomyces cerevisiae, which you're all familiar with because that's the fungus used, the yeast used to make wine, beer, and sourdough bread. So Saccharomyces boulardii is a very close cousin of Saccharomyces cerevisiae, but boulardii is better adapted to the human body. It's one of the best studied microbes since it was discovered in 1924. The Defiant Health Podcast is sponsored by Paleo Valley, makers of delicious grass-fed beef sticks, healthy snack bars, and other terrific products. We are very picky around here and insist that any product we consider has no junk ingredients like maltodextrin, carrageenan, 
carboxymethylcellulose, sucralose, and of course, no added sugars. And all Paleo Valley products contain no gluten nor grains. In fact, I find Paleo Valley products among the cleanest of any in their category, and they're truly delicious. One of the habits I urge everyone to get into is to include a fermented food product at least once, if not several times per day in their lifestyles. Unlike nearly all other beef sticks available, the Paleo Valley grass-fed beef sticks are all naturally fermented, meaning they contain probiotic bacterial species. And if like most people, you don't have the time to make batches of bone broths or soups every week or every day, Paleo Valley has an excellent grass-fed bone broth protein powder that packs 15 grams of collagen per scoop for skin and joint health, while providing the health benefits of bone broth. Shipping is free for orders of $75 or more. For more information or to order, go to paleovalley.com. That's P-A-L-E-O-V-A-L-L-E-Y.com. Enter the discount code DEFIANT, not case sensitive, for a 15% discount to Defiant Health listeners. The web address is also listed in the Defiant Health show notes that accompany this podcast. And be sure to take a look at their other products, such as their organic super greens, rich with phytonutrients, and their super food bars that come in dark chocolate chip, apple cinnamon, and lemon meringue. They're low carb, of course, with 8 grams net carbs per bar. The list of potential benefits by getting Saccharomyces boulardii is quite, quite long and substantial. They include prevention of diarrhea caused by antibiotics. You know that whenever you take a course of antibiotics for whatever reason, it's typically followed by a few weeks of diarrhea. Well, you can take Saccharomyces boulardii while you're taking antibiotics because while there's other microbes that reduce the incidence of antibiotic-associated diarrhea like Lactobacillus rhamnosus GG, bacterial microbes are killed by the antibiotic. Saccharomyces boulardii, being a fungus, is not susceptible to antibiotics. So you can take it concurrently with an antibiotic, and it cuts back the likelihood of having antibiotic-associated diarrhea dramatically. Another benefit of getting Saccharomyces boulardii is a marked reduction in the likelihood of Clostridium difficile enterocolitis, what we often call C. diff. This is a dreaded complication of an antibiotic. You take an antibiotic for whatever reason, and then you have diarrhea that won't stop after you finish your antibiotic, and then it becomes bloody, and you start to have a lot of abdominal pain, and if it's not treated, typically with several antibiotics, you can die of it. Well, if you take Saccharomyces boulardii during the antibiotic, the likelihood of C. diff enterocolitis is dramatically reduced. Saccharomyces boulardii has the unique capacity to bind unhealthy species. It binds pathogens, and you essentially pass them out in the toilet. So as Saccharomyces boulardii travels through the human GI tract, it picks up these pathogenic species like Salmonella or E. coli or Shigella, and they pass out, and it keeps those numbers of pathogenic species, including the species of SIBO, at lower levels. Saccharomyces boulardii can be very useful for reducing the likelihood of traveler's diarrhea, the kind of diarrhea you get by drinking the water or eating the food in a foreign country. Bringing some Saccharomyces boulardii along with you can prevent that or reduce the likelihood. If you're struggling to manage your SIBO or your CIFO, small intestinal fungal overgrowth, 
you can use Saccharomyces boulardii to tip the scales in favor of pushing those conditions back. I wouldn't say that Saccharomyces boulardii is effective all by itself, but it can be a very useful adjunct to other strategies, such as using our SIBO yogurt. And if you don't know what that is, see my super gut book for a recipe for a yogurt that I believe, in preliminary evidence, seems to be normalizing SIBO in a large uh, majority of people. Saccharomyces boulardii may be especially effective for pushing back CIFO or fungal overgrowth because it's been shown that Saccharomyces boulardii, a fungus, tends to compete with pathogenic fungi such as Candida albicans, Candida glabrata, Candida tropicalis, and Malassezia. So getting Saccharomyces boulardii can be a real advantage if you're dealing with fungal overgrowth. If you're trying to eradicate Helicobacter pylori, H. pylori, in your stomach because it's associated with stomach ulcers and stomach cancer and other cancers, adding Saccharomyces boulardii to the standard antibiotic regimen increases the likelihood that you get rid of this microbe because the current antibiotic regimen is not all that effective and you can increase its effectiveness by adding Saccharomyces boulardii. And by the way, if you're interested in a non-antibiotic way to get rid of H. pylori, take a look at my super gut book. It's also detailed in my Dr. Davis Infinite Health Inner Circle. We show you how to get rid of H. pylori using natural methods, and you can add Saccharomyces boulardii to up the likelihood that you get rid of it successfully. Incredibly, adding Saccharomyces boulardii to your children's diet has been associated with improved growth and development for children. A really important effect. And lastly, if you add Saccharomyces boulardii to whatever you're doing for inflammatory bowel diseases, ulcerative colitis or Crohn's disease, it really helps to reduce symptoms like bloating and diarrhea and abdominal pain, and it helps push you closer to remission. So how do you get Saccharomyces boulardii? Well, it's very easy. There's a commercial product that's widely available. It's called Florastore. And of course, I put all these names down below in the show notes. This product is called Florastore. You can find it in most big box stores like Walgreens or Target or Meyer. It costs around $20, but remember, when you ferment things, you only have to buy it once because you can use a little bit of the prior batch to make the next batch, and you really never have to buy it again. Or maybe you and some of your friends or neighbors can share. You buy a box, and you can share among yourselves because you only need one capsule. Now, I hesitate to give you recipes through the podcast because you may be driving in your car or you're doing something else, and it's kind of hard to write down a recipe. But this is so easy and so foolproof that... I think it's okay to give you a recipe, even in a podcast format. So you'll need one capsule of the Floristore probiotic. And Floristore provides the CNCM I-745 strain. That is the original strain discovered about 100 years ago. And that has been the best studied with the best validation of its effects. The only other thing you really need is some apple cider. A quart or more, doesn't, the volume doesn't really matter, but make sure it's apple cider, not apple juice. Apple cider is refrigerated. It's kind of cloudy because it's got a lot of good things in it, like pectin. Pectin serves as a very important prebiotic fiber. So some quantity of apple cider, just be sure there's no preservatives like potassium sorbate because that'll block the proliferation of Saccharomyces. So take your apple cider, pour that capsule, open the capsule, pour the Saccharomyces into it, Cap it lightly. I say cap it lightly because if you cap it too tightly, there's going to be so much carbon dioxide 
produced, it could actually cause your your uh, fermenting cider to explode. So you want to keep kept it lightly. Another choice is you can go to a home brewing store and they have vents that go into the top of jars or bottles that allow CO2 and other gases to escape. But you don't have to do that. If you just kept it lightly and then you want to put that jar, bottle, whatever it is, somewhere where you can maintain a temperature between 70 and 90 degrees or so Fahrenheit. So some easy choices would be your oven and just turn the light on. Or if you live in a warm climate, just leaving it on your counter. So if you can keep it around 70 to 90 degrees, I think ideal is probably 80 to 90. And you'll see that by 24 hours, there's vigorous bubbling going on. That's the carbon dioxide coming from the Saccharomyces boulardii metabolizing sugars. So after 48 hours, much of the sugar is gone. And at that point, you want to halt fermentation. And you do that by putting it in the refrigerator. Now, when you take it out to serve, you do want to agitate it lightly. Just be careful. At the bottom, you'll see a lot of the fungus collected at the bottom. So you want to agitate lightly, but be careful. It's like shaking a can of soda. And you know what happens when you open it, right? It sprays out the top. Same thing here. There's so much CO2, carbonation, in that cider that you could actually, you know, it'll blow out the top. But you'll find that you have a very delicious and effervescent or sparkling cider that's not very sweet anymore, has very has much less sugar, and that you can drink to provide much greater counts of the Saccharomyces boulardii than you obtain from the capsules as a probiotic. Once you've made your cider, drink a quarter cup or so, two or three times a day. It's delicious. You can even make uh, alcoholic beverages with it, like an apple teeny, because the Saccharomyces is very alcohol tolerant. It's not killed by the alcohol. It's delicious, by the way. So this is a very easy and delicious and fun way to get a very important probiotic microbe that helps you take your microbiome back to its ideal state. A number of the members of my Dr. Davis Infinite Health Inner Circle have been doing this for quite some time, and they report all sorts of positive effects, including less gastrointestinal distress, less bloating, less loose stools, better mood, clearer thinking. So it's a very interesting effect. And as I mentioned earlier, you don't have to buy the floor store again, because when you make your next batch, just save a little bit of the prior batch, maybe a couple of tablespoons, put that in your new batch, and then repeat the process. 48 hours later, you have another fresh batch of sparkling cider, rich in Saccharomyces boulardii. Now, if you learned something from this podcast, I invite you to post a review, to subscribe, of course, and tell your friends and family so that they too can learn these important lessons. Thanks for listening.